question, stupid or otherwise. All right, Alan. Yeah, Coach, we'd like to hear your side of the basketball kicking incident. Alan, you used up your question. That was stupid. I will not have the first losing season in 40 years at this university. You are not getting the kind of athletes that we used to. Yeah, but the program's clean, Chancellor. It is time to tell Coach Petey Bell to take a hike. I don't do well with losing, do I? You've won two national championships. You've won eight conference titles. I don't call this losing. What efforts are you and your staff making as far as recruiting is concerned? We got the inside track on some great ball players this year. You get those guys, you are in the final four next year. Right? Let's get these guys. He's never been coached. He's totally raw. Neon, um, please try not step on the children. Okay, all right. If I couldn't play basketball, would you be trying to get me in college? No. At least you're honest. I figure a white blue chip athlete like myself deserves something extra, about about 30 grand. I'd like to have it in cash. Get the hell out of here, Richie. Get out of here. All the other schools are doing it, coach. I know everything. I know what Butch McCray's mother wants. You really want your son to start out life by learning how to bend and break the rules. I mean, what's he going to become? Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to a new limited series, I guess we'll call it that. I don't, I, you know, <laughs> I was just talking to Mr. Palachek here saying, uh, let's just kind of throw some stuff out here. Let's see what sticks. Welcome to the film room. And this is an idea that kind of popped into my head. Oh, a week or two ago, uh, I, I put something out on Twitter on, uh, you know, best basketball movies. And then, you know, things kind of started rolling. And I thought, well, hey, have we ever really talked about great basketball movies and great basketball documentaries? And the answer, of course, is, you know, no. So what we're going to do here with this, I guess we'll call it limited series. And we've got uh, we've got 10 different films. Uh, Five of them are films, five of them are documentaries, and we are just going to kind of tag team uh, film, documentary, film, documentary. I got a bunch of great people lined up to to review these with, and we are are just going to come out of the gate swinging here with the man, the myth, the legend himself out of Howell's Dodge High School, Mr. Scott Palachek. Coach Palachek, how are you this fine morning? 
Just fine, Marty. Um, I'm kind of one of these movie guys. I, I, you know, I like my Star Wars and a lot of things like that. So yeah, I can definitely talk movies with you. All right. Well, I am excited. Uh, like I said, we we are coming out swinging here. We we are coming out swinging. Uh, I don't I don't I don't want to throw this around too lightly, Mister Palachik. But I'm going to bring the heat. I'm going to bring Randy Johnson, 102 mile per hour fastball, right from the get go. Here, are you ready? I'm ready to go. Definitely. This might be the greatest basketball movie ever made. I put it out there. What do you think? Uh, you're you're talking about uh, blue chips? Is that yes. what you're saying? Oh yes. Um, is is it the best one ever made? It, it depends on which way you're looking at it. I I definitely <laughs> like it. Uh-huh. Um, in in my opinion, uh, when you get to see great college coaches all fighting over recruits, <laughs> and uh, and just. And the, and the conversations with the referees, it just it just makes me smile every time I watch it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, this is on the list that I put out there. I put out I don't know fifteen, eighteen movies, and then I forgot to put blue chips on there. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is criminal that I forgot to put it on the initial list here. Uh, but you know, this is this is a great movie. This came out in 1994. Uh, I was in college. Uh, this was a must-see, go-to-the-theater. I think the two greatest sports movies of my college time period, uh, Blue Chips and then, of course, the classic The Program with James Kahn as the embattled uh, football coach. And, and these two films had a lot in common. I thought Blue Chips was the better of the two and, again, kind of a basketball nerd. Uh, just some random thoughts here. Uh, directed by uh, William Friedkin, who uh, was the Oscar winner of The French Connection and The Exorcist, and by this time in the late 80s, or early 90s, I'm sorry, early to mid-90s, his popularity had kind of waned uh, waned a little bit. Uh, Written by Ron Shelton, um, who gave us such classics as Bull Durham, Tin Cup, and White Men Can't Jump. Filmed in a. Did you know, Coach Palachek, that the the home of Western University was is an actual high school gymnasium? Really, I did. I did not know that. Yes, that that is an actual like eight thousand seat high school gymnasium, which is a lot like what you guys have there at Howells Dodge, right? Uh, I think I think capacity is one thousand, but yeah, it's it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, just a, just a great movie. Uh, and of course, the film that brings Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway together for their little run in the mid '90s with the Orlando Magic. So, uh, Scott, just your overall thoughts on the movie. Uh, what makes you happy watching this film? Uh, for me, you know, I whenever I, I I watch it, it just always brings me back to you know the the in game coaching when uh, I there, there's several scenes in there. You know, when it's uh, at the beginning where it's coach against Patino, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're both talking about what, what, what they want to do in the, in the part of the game. It's like, you know, we're going to force these guys to switch and we're going to, you know, the, the in-game conversations with that, um, you know, the discussions with the referees, which I, you know, I see some coaches working referees all the time and, and other ones, you know, don't so much. And just, just, just that gets me going as soon as, as soon as, as, soon as that movie starts, it's, it's just right in the middle of a game. So yeah. it, it gets you going from the first two minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and of course, you know, some things about 
you know, all of us coaches, I think, you know, motivation is a, is a big part of our job. And so from the, from the first scene, when basically he, he talks, he, his locker room speech at the beginning of the game, um, goodness sakes, Nick Nolte pretty much lays on, lays it on the line and, you know, tells them that, you know, we're, we're pretty awful and stuff, but yet, you know, we can do this, we can do it. <laughs> and, 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 and I think all of us have had teams where maybe you, you didn't have the horses to get it done, but you still had to put a product on the court and, and that's Nick Nolte in that, in that first scene. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Nick Nolte's Bobby Knight impression? Oh, <laughs> um, I, 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 I think he, he has it almost down down to a T. I don't know how much how much film uh, Nick Nick Nolte watched before before this, you know. But well, he he, uh, he actually shadowed him and followed yes, him around yes. for a few weeks at, at one and, point. Yeah. So and if and, and and if you know, I suppose if you do that, I mean, I, I, if you did that, probably with anybody, you know, I probably could do a Fred Hoiberg, you know, um, impersonation mm-hmm. if I if I if I you know, went along with him long enough. You know, I, I could definitely do a Mike Spears and Jim Morrison impersonation if you ever want one. <laughs> two, two, uh, two, two Howells Dodge guys here, you know, that's, yeah. it, 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 it rubs off on you. I mean, it, it, it just really does. And, you know, I'm sure Bob Knight rub, rubs off on everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, you had Nick Nolte, you know, down to the sweater and the, the profanity and everything, uh, doing the Bob Knight thing. Uh, the JT Walsh character, uh, Loosely based on uh, a guy by the name of Sam Gilbert, who was an over-involved booster at UCLA. Uh, a lot of the conspiracy theory is, uh, you know, Western University, blue and blue and you know, baby blue right. and yellow, yes. based yep. on the UCLA run. Kind of like with the program, kind of the scarlet and gold, kind of the Florida State colors and and that type of thing. So. Uh, you know, a, a lot of, you know, correlations to real life without saying this is kind of who we're talking about a little bit here uh, it, it is done throughout the film. And, and then, um, of course, uh, at the at the end of the movie, you have the big game against uh, Indiana and Bobby Knight and, and so forth and so on. So um, question to you, Mr. Plachek, how often should you rewatch this movie a year? We're going to get into some different categories here. Uh uh, and uh, this is kind of the first one here. How often should should you, as a basketball coach, how often should you rewatch Blue Chips a year? Well, uh, you know, for me, I think I could probably, you know, I've, I watched it enough times now that anytime it pops up, you know, I I can always get in get into it really from wherever it is. But you know, for me, I think this is a movie that every coach should watch at least every other year to, to remind you of you know you have to have a direction in your program, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, and you can't let it get off the rails ever. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to stick with your, with your ideals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and to me that that's, that's where, that's really the kind of the key of this movie. When uh, Nick Nolte decides that, you know, he's going to go down the dark side. Uh, you know, we always have to remember that there is a dark side and you have to try to stay on the, on, on, on the good side of it. And so for me, you know, it's, it's a good reminder of, of what our focus has to be as a coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. I, I put down once a year. I think you, I think once a year, just a nice rewatch, sit down. Uh, you get to see, you know, Nick Nolte at times, just absolutely awesome in the movie. Uh, you know, Shaq, I think is terrific in the, in the movie of the three quote unquote basketball players. 
between him and and Matt Nover and uh, Anthony Hardaway, he's far and away the best actor of the three. Um, and like you said, I love hearing the the sideline banter with Patino and George Raveling and and uh, Bobby Knight and and that type of thing. So, um, okay, so favorite scene, uh, Scott. I'll let you. I'll, uh, why don't you throw out your three, four, five favorite scenes, and we'll kind of chat about them. I'll see if your list matches up with mine, and we'll kind of just kind of bounce back and forth in that way. Does that sound good? Yeah, that should, that should be very fun. Right. Um, you know, mine are, mine are really pretty simple. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be anything really complicated for, you know, to impress me. Uh, you know, for <laughs> me, uh, when, uh, so they, so they, he's trying to re- recruit Butch, uh, the, the Hardaway guy. And, uh, so, so he's doing everything he can to, to recruit him. So he ends up going to his, his mother's place, Butch's mother's place mm-hmm. to, to, to recruit him. And of course it's in the rough side of town. And, uh, you know, and he says, Hey, you know, I, I don't know if I can run this offense that you want to run and all this stuff. And so he says, Hey, Hey, no problem. So he ends up getting the whole family together and they're, and they're running the motion offense in the living room. Mm-hmm. And, and, to, and to me, that's, that's my favorite scene of that movie where he just, you know, that's it's his, he just, he just knows it so well. He says, Hey, you're going to be the, you're going to be the off guard here. and You're going to go to the spot. And, uh, so that's, that for me is scene number one. Yep. Yeah. That was on my list of favorite scenes as well. It was the home visit with Butch McRae. So, yep. Yep. uh, what, what are some, uh, what's, what's, uh, two, two A, two B, you know, so forth and so on for you. Okay. So the other ones are, are just really fast. I mean, it's not even really scenes where people are doing too much talking. Um, when, uh, when Nick Nolte is wondering whether the points were shaved and so he starts digging mm-hmm. through this this ridiculous collection of vhs tapes <laughs> and uh and and you know it's crazy but i've done that exact same thing yep. you know um you know now of course you just go on huddle and you sort things you, know, you can go by year but uh i i still have a a big box of vhs tapes of you know really old games mm-hmm. and you know and, you, and you're looking to oh my goodness that, that one had to be 1990 1994 we were playing these guys here and it's, it's all written on that stupid sticker on the back and yep. so so i think we've all been there for that and then and then for me uh there's there's another scene where he, he's trying to recruit um in french lake indiana which mm-hmm. is really which is of course you know birds birds hometown yeah and and, and and he's just driving through and you know, of course you get a little ccr play in the background mm-hmm. and uh and and there's just kids playing basketball on some crappy hoop on the side of the barn. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, that's what basketball all is. You know, that's where that one ties, uh, the movie Hoosiers together, you know, all the movies where you just, you're just playing just with a couple buds, just on the side of a bar. And that's, you know, that's when basketball's pure in my yep. opinion. Yep. Um, I really, you? Oh, uh, uh, I really liked, uh, the scenes. I thought Nick Nolte did a pretty good job, of the 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 two three four scenes that they had with him at practice and and teaching the game, uh, yes, yep. you, you know uh, uh, Pete Bell big on footwork big yes on yep. footwork boy he really he really drove that in um, and uh, I I uh, you know I really like those scenes uh, like I said I, I like the Butch McRae home visit um, I thought uh, well Neon Budo is there a any better basketball movie name than Neon Boudou with Shaquille O'Neal? I don't. I don't know if we can really find one. And, and as maybe we go through these movies, maybe we'll find one better. But that that is the the best basketball name uh, that I have heard in a long time. Um, 
I really liked it uh, when uh, Ed O'Neill slash Al Bundy slash yes. uh, what's a Jay Pritchett. Um, Jay Pritchett. Yes. Um, when he starts breaking down, you know, how did Western uh, get all these guys? And he kind of starts going through the investigation and he starts doing the Woodward and Bernstein type of stuff. Uh, I like how he's piecing that together and, and tracing uh, Happy's money. Um, I thought, here's one of my big criticisms, and uh, and and for the folks that listen to like the the winning time episodes that Casey Hall and I did uh, in the spring, uh, I'm very critical of basketball huddles in basketball movies. These are the most realistic basketball huddles, other than maybe Hoosiers, of any movie because you know. Uh, you could tell that these the, the kids are locked in, the coaches are locked in, and they're actually listening, and the instruction makes sense. Uh, your thoughts on the huddles during the games, Coach? No, exactly right. You know, I, I uh, you know, sometimes you'll even watch some of the like the the NBA uh, summer league games and stuff, and they'll have you know they'll they'll zoom in on the huddle and what the coaches are saying there, and even you know, and even some of the games, the NBA finals. It's amazing how you know coaches will still say the same thing. Hey, you know, you know, we, we got to keep these guys off the offensive glass, and we got to have ball movement, and you know, and, the, and the simple things. You know, I don't think they tried to over overthink it when they made this movie. You know, they they, they made the they made the huddles just like I think all of us would would coach it. You know, you, you never want to make it too complicated, but yet you got to remind people in a authoritative way sometimes mm-hmm. uh, what has to be done to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, of course, I think the scene, you know, the movie starts with a bang, and then, of course, the movie ends with a bang. And you have you have the big old crescendo with the Pete Bell press conference, and he confesses, uh, absolve me from my sins, uh, so, yes. so forth and so on. Uh, how uh, do we call Pete Bell Nostradamus here, you know, looking back on this 25, 27 years later, Scott? Oh, um, I, I, in, in some ways, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, it's a good predictor. Um, it, it's, it's almost amazing, you know, with the whole way that, you know, the college has went to these, you know, the name image and likeness things, you know, to help players get through, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, maybe, maybe this movie itself was a, was a predictor of what things were eventually going to be, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, as far as sports go. And, you know, I'm sure it, it would be, I've, you know, I didn't play college sports, so I really don't know. But it, it has to be for some kids, you know, a real challenge to to get through and and to do things without a lot of cash. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, yep. you know, so and so maybe you know, he said, you know, the two words I never, I never thought I was going to say. And first, you know, I, I I when I first watched that movie, he was going to say I cheated, but then he said, no, I quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it's 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 very powerful. You know, I I hope it never gets to the point where any of us have to say. Yeah, I you know I've got to the end of my rope. I quit. But yeah. yet, but then the the coolest part about that is then you know thirty seconds later in the movie he's walking and walking through town and then he starts helping these these guys just playing hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, these little these little kids and he kind of straightens them out and says, "Hey, we, let's try this. Let's fix this with your shot." I yeah. guess you know co- coaches are coaches no matter what happens. Absolutely, they? absolutely. Speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of coaching, and this is something I have I have. Uh, struggled with for for 27 years with this film or however long it's been and, and i want to ask you that as a as an x's and o's guys scott the last play that nick nolte draws up for neon to to run the alley-oop and dunk it 
Yeah. Would that have really worked? Uh, you know, to be honest, I, I've never drawn it up on paper. You know, but <laughs> but I mean, I, I I guess he's just coming around. You know, kind of a kind of a loose back pick. I guess is kind of what it looks like. You know, he, they're they're trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I would think at at that moment, I would expect the uh, I would expect Bobby Knight to be ready. You know, for for something like that, going to the big guy. I mean, I would get the big guy the ball in that last minute. So I yeah. I think I would have done everything to keep him away from getting the ball. But yeah, hey, you know, I, I'm not sure. I I'd have to draw it out all the way. Maybe that's something we need to do for for this year. You know? <laughs> Let's do it at the holiday tournament together. We're we're gonna. Right, well, that sounds great. I, I might just call out a play called Neon just to see your reaction on the sideline. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think we're both uh, we both agree. Uh, favorite scene is probably Butch's home visit. Yeah, I it's it's really good. Okay, awesome. Um, worst scene, and for me, this is a bit sacrilegious to me. There's not too many bad scenes in this movie. Uh, when you're when you're talking with like Godfather s perfection when it comes to basketball films, it's hard to find something to be critical of. But as I watched it again the other day, um. My daughter pointed this out. Um, Pete Bell and Jenny Bell, played by Mary McDonnell. A little weird to be that comfortable with your ex-wife? Well, I, I uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it a little longer in this in this discussion here, but I, I really think she's the she's the hero of the whole movie. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure she loved to be married to the guy, but I can but I can assume that at some time. You know, she just you just had to get away from the constant, constant, constant basketball. You know, and, it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's 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 horrible for any um, you know the wife of a college coach. You know, yeah. at least you know we we could always go hide in the classroom for a while, and you know you you know you can blow off steam on different things, um, but it would have to be really tough for those people. So yeah, if, I don't know if that's the worst scene between him and her. Um, to me, the worst scene of the movie is anytime you ask Larry Larry Bird to try to act. <laughs> Good goodness sakes, is he just a terrible actor? I, uh, you know, and it doesn't matter what it's in, whether it's in this movie or whether it's in um, Space Jam. Yeah. Just, wow. Just it, he's just not he's just not very smooth, you know. But but yet you're right. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal does a pretty good job of acting in this movie. I, I think he I think he pulls it off really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, I, you know, I forgot about Larry Bird in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Space Jam too. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 uh, Larry did not uh, hit the dramatic arts at Indiana State when he was there. No, I don't think. No, yeah, no, no, so. no. Uh, if, he, if if you want to know what I think, like the most tragic scene is, like the thing that just just hurts me inside. Um, it's it's so Pete is sitting, um, you know, in in the gym, and he looks up and he sees you know his three national championships, and he you know he, and he notices. I mean, there's nobody in the gym; it's just him and himself. Yeah. And uh, and he looks up at him and it's like wow those are those are years ago and you know and then he, and then that's just where he just starts to wrestle and then the next, you know wrestle with himself what he should do and then of course the next scene he goes to talk to Happy and the whole thing just yeah. goes down you know yeah. so it's just like it's I I know a lot of times you know I'll sit in the gym by myself after a game and you just you have these big thoughts and it's like I hope I never you know think I have to have the thought where I need to go buy players from the next town you know yeah. but for him that was that was tough so that to me that's the most tragic scene well I think um and and we'll we'll get to uh we'll get to kind of the the storyline uh yep. for me the best the best storyline the most important storyline when it comes to the basketball point of view is 
just how fleeting success can be. When when we're having success, it feels like oh, this is gonna last forever. And then when you when you're not, or when you're not having the success that you're used to, uh, it, it feels like it's so far away. And the the truth lies somewhere in between, in my opinion. And and here you have this guy now. Again, you know, you take a look at Pete Bell and he's coming in, you know, the opening scene of the movie. Um, that that type of coaching style has not aged gracefully uh, in any way, shape or form. And yet he thinks it's the most pure way to coach, which there are people. That, but, you know, we're, we're it, it's kind of bridging that gap around the mid 90s. Uh, people were like, no, this, I don't want to be treated like this anymore as, as players and as staff and as administrator, you know, just stuff like that. And the, the almighty person, again, that kind of that Bobby Knight, uh, figure, um, is just not as, uh, well, uh, it's not as, as well seen. Now, if you take this and you make this in 1974, that's all anybody knew, you know, and I, and I think there's part of that as well. Uh, how much, how much does, you know, Pete wants to do things his way. Uh, this is the way it's worked for me. I've won two national championships. I've won eight conference championships. I've been to how many Final Fours. I know this works, but if you just keep, if you don't adapt, you're going to fall behind. And that's kind of what happened to Pete. Right. You know, if if you would have went back to the 70s, I would assume, you know, you would have had, you know, Red Auerbach and, you know, and Vince Lombardi and all those guys were kind of in your face type gentleman, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, you know, John Wooden was the exact opposite of that. You know, mm-hmm. he was your, he was your calm guy. You're more, you're more philosophical dude. I mean, you know, John Wooden, if you put him today, you know, it, he would almost maybe fit in a way better today, you know, yeah. it, just because of, you know, the way things are, but yeah. So yeah, maybe that was the end of where, uh, you know, getting in a, a kid's face was the, was the way it was done to motivate and mm-hmm. you know and, and i think it probably was even for me in high school you know when i when i was motivated by our, by our head coaches you know sometimes you just expected some some yelling and yeah and uh you know i don't, I don't know how much you do in the locker room on a you know i i usually save it for the you know for the right day yeah but uh but but most of the time i you know i'm a pretty pretty calm dude when it comes down to it so. oh yeah i i i've always i i really believe that you have Two, you can really get after your team twice in a season. If you have to get after your team more than twice a season, you're probably in trouble. Uh, to if you have to work that hard to get them motivated to play that hard or play together as a team or whatever it may be, and you have to do that more than twice in a year, um, then you're probably in trouble. You know, and uh, you know. So I yeah. mean, you, you know, d- yep. that just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. So yeah, uh, I, I think I think when you're at that point, you know. Uh, you have to realize that it's the problem is not with your players; it's, it's more with you. You know your mm-hmm. your ex, your expectations going into the season were probably what much higher than they needed to be, and it's not that they weren't that your your kids aren't performing up to your level. You know Nick Nolte probably you know he probably knew that if he could just motivate them just a little bit more, yeah. they could pull off that last season win, and it just it just wasn't there. So. Well, well, and and that's kind of the worst place to be. Uh, you know just as well as I do, Scott, uh, after you've been somewhere or whatever, and you're 500 
or you know, and you, when you're 500, you look at it and go, man, if we'd have just done this and this and this and this in these right. four games, instead of being 14 and 14, we'd have been 18 and nine or or, or 19 and nine, and we would have had a really good year. Uh, but you're 14 and 14, you know, yep. and and I think those are kind of the most frustrating situations to be in as a coach when it's like. What you know? What little buttons could I have pushed to get us to win those four or five more games to have us what would be deemed a more successful season? Yeah, and, and of course, you know, for for you and I and everybody that's coaching high school, you know, unless maybe you're sitting in a metro, you know, there's there's probably not someone in a newspaper or an online radio that's going to be constantly, you know, just telling you that you know that you, that your time has passed, like you know, like poor Nolte has in this movie, and mm-hmm. that's that that's where it would be, you know you better be making hundreds and thousands of dollars to be able to offset what everyone's going to say about you on a given day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, so I I don't want to doubt the, the teachings of Pete Bell. Uh, but you know, just as well as I do college athletics in large part is about recruiting and, and, uh, and, and getting the best players, right? Of course. Uh, Okay. So, so we can fault Pete Bell for this or that. Uh, but if, Pete Bell and his staff have to go to an outside recruiting guru at the end of their year to find out about two kids who are apparently like, you know, top, you know, McDonald's All-Americans, and they're just finding out about them now, and they're just starting to recruit them now at the end of their senior year. Does that fall on Pete Bell and his staff for kind of falling asleep at the wheel recruiting in the first place? Well, I, I I think it definitely does. But then, you know, he mentions in the movie, he said, well, he said at one time, you know, people just came here because that's who we were. I mean, everybody wanted to be part of, you know, West Western State University. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was just, you know, gravity. And then to get, you know, the gravity changed in this yeah. situation, you know, so that, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I always hope that. You know, every little kid in our small town here of Howells and in, over there in Dodge. And I hope every little kid just, you know, oh, yeah, they want to play for the Jaguars someday. But, you know, I think sometimes we even have to do a little recruiting. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, you, you want to be part of this. And that's why you have your little, your little kids camps. Yep. You know, you, you, you have to try to sell it. So, you know, I think he thought for a while the, pro, the program sold itself. And then, you know, he'd just get whoever players he wanted. And then so, yeah, he you know, the recruiting probably passed him by. Yeah. And. You know, ironically enough, what's what's kind of ironic about this as we look at the end of the movie is that's kind of what happened with Bob Knight in the end. Players were just like, I don't want to play for you anymore. And and around, I think, the year before this movie came out, I did a little research here, Scott. Uh, that was basically uh, the 92-93 season was Bob Knight's last really, really good year. They went 31-4. and four. And so kind of with this movie and this portrayal of Bobby Knight, kind of that... Bobby Knight and Indiana Mystique kind of died along with it because after that they were, you know, eight, nine, ten seeds in the NCAA tournament. They didn't make any deep runs in the tournament after that anymore. And and uh, yeah, you know, he, he you know, it, again, it was just kind of a uh, you know, a, in a basketball metric, a little bit of a of a checkpoint of a of a moving on from one era to another. Right, exactly. Uh, if, I don't know if you've seen the thirty for thirty uh, on by ESPN of Bob Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know it it really shows how you know things were working and then things weren't working and then at the end, wow, it just all fell apart within you know a couple of days. And that's kind of what this movie is too. You know, everything was going great and then he just 
you know, Nick, Nick just couldn't handle it anymore and, and, and he quit. Mm-hmm. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. All right, uh, let's move on to the next category here, Scott. Basketball realism, the accuracy of this. If you were to grade it A through F, what is the basketball realism of the basketball footage in this film? Well, I, I, to me, it's about as good as it can be. I mean, I, I would rate it as an A. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you, it looks like you have real guys trying to do real plays. Um, you know, even, you know, I'm trying to think of a bunch of other good basketball movies. You know, even, uh, you know, Hoosiers, which is one of, you know, it's one of my favorite ones. Um, at, the, at the end of the movie, if you remember that, um, he says, be patient, be patient. And actually, I think in real life, um, Jimmy Chickwood held the ball for a minute and a half for two minutes at the end, you know, and, 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 and that story, you know, it's uh-huh. like, be patient. It was 30 seconds. You know, I think this one is about as realistic or as realistic as we can get. And I may, maybe I'm wrong. What do, what do you think about that? No, I think it's an A plus. Uh, um, what they did. And I remember this when the movie came out, they just had the guys play and they filmed it. Now there's a yeah. few things that are kind of set up, you know, uh, Shaq gets a couple of, you know, dunks and transition there. And I think they kind of, okay, let's let Shaq dunk it really hard. Cause he's Shaq type of a thing, you know? Yep, and I, yep. and I understand that, but, uh, you know, most of it is just dudes playing and they just set up cameras and they got, uh, reactions from the crowd. And I don't, I don't, and they had, I mean, they had high level, you know, players playing, you know, Bobby Hurley yes. and, yep. and Calvert Chaney and Adonis Jordan and Chris Mills. Ironically enough, Chris Mills in a movie about cheating at the basketball level, Chris Mills was the guy that got the 2000 bucks mailed to him in cash and the, the right, envelope right. busted open and took down Kentucky. And, and, you know, so, uh, I, I think, I, I think it's a plus all the way, uh, for the yep. basketball realism. So, um, uh, best coaching advice. Um, I've got, I've got two or three things, um, and I'll, I'll lead on this one and then, uh, you know, whatever you've got here, uh, Scott, just kind of roll with it. Um, so, uh, best coaching advice. Uh, there's a sign. I don't know if you saw this in the Western locker room or not. Um, it says, don't complicate winning. It's like, that's that's good stuff right there, and, and and I think it's right behind Nick Nolte uh, up up towards the front of the room. Um, I thought you know it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty uh, simple. Um, hey, let's run this two man game with Butch and Neon, who these both of these guys <laughs> turned out to be <laughs> super duper stars at the NBA level. It's like okay, yeah, you know, let's uh, let's keep it in these two guys' hands and let's have everybody play off of them, um, and then Nolte. Uh, in the last big speech before they play Indiana, uh, and I think this is true for all of us. Uh, you know, 
I could tell you what we're going to do on offense. I could tell you what we're going to do on defense. Hey, heck, I could go over to the other locker room and tell Bobby Knight exactly what we're going to do. And then he says, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And I think that's probably my winner for best coaching advice from this movie. How about you? Um, that Yeah, that's very good. In fact, we, you know, on the football team, we, we've given that uh, speech several times. Our head coach has. It's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this play at him, and it's their job to try to stop it. And, uh, you know, I, that's definitely a great line. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for me, uh, one of my favorite, like, advice slash lines uh, actually came from uh, Pete Bell's wife. And, uh, you know, he, he comes to talk to her after the game, and she says, you know, you got beat on the boards. <laughs> and, uh, and and you should have pressured their guards more. You know, those, mm-hmm. those are uh, two great lines from this movie. And uh, just because I've gotten those same lines from my wife several times, <laughs> it's, it's 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 legit. You know, yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 come home and and uh, you know expect my wife to be super supportive, and then and then she'll tell me what we should have done better. You know, uh-huh. and 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 so and so the advice, the best coaching advice, you know comes a lot of times from her uh-huh. and you know and, and uh and so i think all of us have to learn to take advice sometimes from from our the, <laughs> the closest coach next to you you know the one that you're going to have to deal with all the time mm-hmm. and uh and uh you know there's another good line in that movie you know where he's trying to to, to work with his work with his ex-wife and you know he, she says you know we, we had we had valentine's day and and he says yeah those hearts are hard to cut out and she said that's easier to it's easier to cut out hearts than pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so I think to be the best coaching advice, you have to remember who your, who your wife or uh, husband is mm-hmm. and uh, you know how the season is going to be a tremendous toll on them. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm sure it is for, for your spouse the same. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we, 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 we start getting uh, going great in, in October, you know, we're getting, we're getting our juices flowing in November, then, you know, basketball the starts and you, you know, you have a little break for over the holidays and then you're still coaching in June, you yeah. know? So I, I think as for a spouse, the best advice is just, you, you got to have a really supportive spouse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the good part of the Pete and Jenny Bell relationship. Uh, yep. That, that part of it again, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. It, it was just it, it, and and as many times as I've seen it, Scott, it's the first time that's really just kind of jumped out to me. Watching it the other day, I was like, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know too many people that are divorced that are still that friendly yes. without kids being involved and so forth and so on. I mean, you know, I get the co-parenting thing, and I've never gone. I'm very lucky. I've never gone through a divorce. I don't know what that's like, you know, so forth and so on. But I, I don't know. Just uh, it just you know. But I, I agree with you there on the support from the spouse here. So, um, next category: the best line of the movie. Uh, I've got four or five. I've got four or five written down here. Uh, Scott, I'll let you lead on this one. What are some of your favorite lines? If you're just talking, just a really quick one. Um, uh, Pete's talking to the official, and he says Ray Charles could have made a better call. <laughs> yes, outstanding. Yes, uh, that's a good one there. Um, you, you got one to counter that? Um, I love, um, you know, when when uh, Pete brings Neon to the classroom, and uh, Jenny Bell goes, uh, Neon, please don't step on the children. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that was, I thought that yep. was pretty funny. Uh, 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 he, when when uh, Pete's talking to his coaches and he says, "Not one of them can play basketball except Tony," and he's flunking TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, another one with Tony. Uh, he tells the one coach to get him a a tutor, 
Um, and then he yells across the gym for the other coach. And uh, again, PG 13 podcast that he needs to go to the pharmacy, uh, yes. for some, for yep. some things. Uh, that's a pretty good one there. Uh, what else you got? Um, Rick Patino in that same first, that first, uh, first game, uh, he, he says, that's why you're a great official. <laughs> he tells that. Yep. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I, when, uh, Pete's going on the recruiting visits, you know, I, I just, you know, I just want you to know I was raised Catholic. Uh, and, and then he goes to the next house. You know, I, I want you to know Pentecost- I, was, Pentecostal. I was raised Pentecostal, you know, <laughs> and, and, and uh, the dad goes, you know, I can't remember first, first Pentecostal or Southern Pentecostal or whatever, you know. So, you know, uh, Pete, Pete plays by the rules, but he's willing to uh, recognize the gray areas and to, you know, to, to BS it a little bit along the way here. So uh, what else you got? Uh, I got one more. Okay. Um, so, and, and, and I use this one actually in, in several ways to the to the girls all the time you know he's uh right right at the end of the movie he says we're gonna play great because that's what i demand of you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and yeah. I, I i i i use that phrase a lot you know it, it still comes down to you know do you have a good good bloodline at your school and uh, you know so so if you got the genetics there and you have the kids that want to work hard you know intrinsic motivation kids you know you're, you're in good shape but you still have to remind them at times that the head coach expects this level of you, you yeah. know? And so, you know, when he says, we're going to play great because that's what I demand of you. And that to me is a very powerful line in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two more for you. I got three Go more, actually. I got three more. Uh, he's on his recruiting visit with Shaq or Neon. And uh, Shaq asked him, uh, you know, would you be here recruiting me? Uh, to go to college if I couldn't play, and and uh, Pete says no, and and Neon goes well. At least you're honest, um, which I you know I've always kind of thought that about us as uh, we're pro. I know I'm probably guilty of it of probably giving a, a a person or a player more attention because of their ability, even though you try to treat everybody the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Pete Bell wouldn't be going through all that stuff with Slick to go see this this guy play if it wasn't for that he was seven foot one and two hundred and seventy pounds and could you know do the things that he does. So um, happy uh, kind of you know turns heel here and uh, I own you you know kind of in that evil you know, you know yeah. J T Walsh best way possible. Um, and then I, th- I am your father. <laughs> uh, and then I think kind of the uh, the the one line that sums up the entirety of the film is again going back to our favorite scene or or sequence of scenes uh, when Pete goes to uh, on Butch's visit and he's talking with uh, Alfred uh, Woodard under the underneath yep. the L. And and the one line that basically sums up the entirety of the movie: a foul is not a foul unless the referee blows his whistle. And it's like, you know, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. You know, and and I think that kind of sums up the essentially the theme of the film. And 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 I've always kind of that that's all I've always remembered that that line as well. So, uh, yep. what's got your vote for the favorite favorite line? I love I love the ones you came up with. Oh, I, I don't. I think they're all great. I mean, I, I think that's the that's the that's the best part of of any movie. You know, you you can't just have one or two lines. You got to have something. You know, you got they got to throw you a bone once once in a while to, to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think I think Blue Chips does that almost through the entire thing. I mean, you know, I 
maybe some maybe the writers just sat down and said, "Hey, we 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 got to throw a, good, a great coaching line and something here, you know, mm-hmm. or we got to throw a, you know, we got to throw a cameo from Jim Beheim or somebody here just to just to like, oh yeah, yeah. cool." Yeah, you know, th- th- this is this is the real thing, and mm-hmm. that's and I and I think that's they do a good job with this movie on that. Yeah, uh, best storyline, and we kind of uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, just the ups and downs of coaching. I think that you know yep. you see you see Pete, and you know it's it's adulation, um, you know, in in reaching those heights, and then you know you don't reach those heights for a while, and you. Uh, you know, you, you, you have that self doubt creep in and am I really that, you know, am I good? Am I not good? Uh, those type of things. Um, you know, and I, and I think that it's, it's hard to let go of success once you've achieved it, that, that, that success is that, that drug that, that kind of in, in a lot of ways drags you back into it. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Scott? So, uh, if you know, if you're, for me, it's it's about as realistic as it as it can get. You know, we we had a lot of success in our program about five years ago. Everything was you know just going great, and you you almost start feeling like, oh, you know, I'm I, I'm the one doing this. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, it, it, it's like a drug. It's like, oh, this is great, and then all of a sudden you have to start working for it a little harder, working for it, and you can you can coach the same way, and you can be just as good a motivator, maybe even a better motivator, but you're not rewarded with the title at the end. And, uh, you, you know, then of course you start internalizing everything and it's like, Oh, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it is the nature of this, of this business we're in it. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah. it's, it, it, it can really be difficult at times. Yeah. Um, uh, question for, for you coach, um, you know, again, this is the, uh, mid nineties, um, you know, people are making good money as basketball coaches. They're not living off ramen noodles or anything like that. You know, uh, Pete and Jenny get divorced. Obviously, she kept the house. Uh, don't you think Pete probably had enough money to get a little bit better apartment than 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 than, than the uh, driftwood apartments <laughs> along the Pacific Ocean? There, uh, 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 maybe have something a little bit nicer. Maybe bring the team over for a barbecue. Uh, you know that type of thing. I'm, I I might want to uh, unless he got swindled by a financial advisor. I, I you know Pete's got to do a little better job in his real estate game. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I I couldn't understand that either. I mean, and, and plus, you know, place was a disaster. You could you could get a maid to come in. I would think with you know, you're making a lot of money to, to take care of that. I do remember um, at at the coaches clinic one time, Rick Majerus uh, came and talked, the Utah coach. Oh yeah, and he you know, and, and and he just he lived at a hotel. Yeah, and you know that way, you know, he said I got the money. You know, it's yeah, it's an expensive hotel and it's and it's a suite. So you know, he's got a couple different rooms in there. But why should I? You know why? Without when I have all this money, why shouldn't I just order room service and why shouldn't I have someone clean it for me? So yeah, if you had that kind of money and you were and and yeah, you were divorced, you're living by yourself. I I would think you would probably be in a little better place than that. Uh, I'm just saying that when when I was in college and as I tell my students often, you know, my four year degree was the best six years of my life, and I <laughs> think I lived in better places than what Pete Bell was living in uh, yes. during that time. And I and I know I wasn't a two time national champion head basketball coach, but again, that's just me. I don't know. So, but but you know, if 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 he didn't have the recruiting figured out, you know, he had to get a recruiting service. 
he probably didn't have a very good agent either. So, you know, who knows what all happened. <laughs> well, and, you know, I, just Pete's just kind of a mess. I mean, he, he can't, he does, he doesn't have uh, the VHSs organized. How long did it take him to find the tape for Tony, even? You know, I, I mean. Oh, there, come on. There, there would have had been a secretary that would have been, you know, categorizing those, you know, these are the 30 games from 2006, and these are 30 games from 2007. I mean, you'd think that would have been laid out there for him. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, as much money as Western U is bringing in, I got, we, we are we are poking some serious holes in the Western University yeah. athletic department structure here. I think Bob Cousy needs to give Pete Bell a pay raise so he can afford something better than the Driftwood Apartments. By the way. Yeah, that that, that, that was Bob Cousy doing the, uh, as the AD. That's That that was amazing. And I didn't, I didn't know that till till later. Mm-hmm. Until actually, I, I you know, uh, now on Amazon, you can, when you, every time you hit pause, it'll, you know, show show who the actors are. It's like, what? Really? Yeah. I, I just heard that was generic dude that they got, you mm-hmm. know, to, mm-hmm. to be in, be the AD. Um, well, and that scene where they're shooting free throws in the arena. Uh, yeah, you don't miss. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was completely, uh, you know, unplanned, you know, and, and the line where, you know, Pete goes, do you ever miss? You know, he's like, no. And then he shoots one left-handed. And, you know, yep. that was that was just koozie being koozie. So yep. uh, the Steve Nash of the 1950s, uh, bringing right. the heat exactly. here a little bit. So, A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece, with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com, or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin video library. All right, so uh, greatest basketball lessons learned. From this film, Scott. Um, greatest basketball lessons learned. What do you have for for this one? Well, you know, to me, this is you know this this is a coach's movie. I you know I I'm not sure if you know a regular high school kid watching this, you know, I I maybe they change the station. You know, I I don't know. I think you know I think for us it's a, it's a coaching thing, and, and the lesson for me is that every single one of us, no matter who we are, we're, you're going to hit a wall at some time. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a losing season, whether it's a kid gets injured. It, it could be something more awful, a, a tragedy, you know, um, wh- whatever it is. You know, I, I think you just, this movie um, helps you, re- it reminds you that you, you got you to stay the course. You, know, you got to stick with your stuff. Things are going to get better. Um, you know, the sun is going to come up at some time. You know, I, so to me, you know, you're going to hit a wall and that's what movie, this movie is about. He hit a wall, but at the end, he's still, he's still a coach and yeah. he is able to turn it around. I, uh, I think that um, yeah, you know, we kind of yeah, kind of go through the the, the coach's burnout, um, yep. and and Pete hits that, and um, you know, I also think uh, one of the lessons and is is knowing uh, the players, you know, how to you know you coach everybody the same, but you coach everybody differently. Obviously, Butch had some doubts about some things. Uh, he had some doubts about. Uh, the system that he was stepping into and not that he disrespected coach bell in any way, shape or form. Uh, but then, you know, coaches is, is getting on him. He's, he's getting on him really hard, pretty consistently about what he's supposed to be doing. And I think sometimes 
you know, I think one of the most important things that we we need to do as coaches is realizing how we coach everybody the same, but we also have 18 to 24 different personalities in the gym and we're coaching everybody the same, but you also got to communicate differently with, with a lot of different kids. And, and Butch was a kid that as successful as he was, he had a lot of self doubts and trying to figure some things out. And, and Pete was probably not the best individual coach for Butch McRae, uh, with the way he handles players and, and, and that type of thing. Uh, that. You're, you're spot on. I mean, every every player, you know, whoever you have, you know, you, you can name every every kid that's ever played for you, and uh, you know, each one of them has you know five different buttons that you could push on them, at you know at a, at a specific you know a game where yeah maybe you can you could get you know get in their face a little bit sometimes, but then and then other kids that would that would never work, um, you know. And I guess to me, the one thing that they never really talk about much in this movie is the role of what the assistants were doing. You know, yeah. besides a little bit of recruiting, yeah. you know, sometimes. That you know that assistant coach, their role is you know they're the ones that can get Butch through that spot. You know, yeah. um, you know for for him to have to you know actually you know come and say, coach, you know I, I'm homesick. You know, usually that probably doesn't get. I would think in real life doesn't get all the way to the head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, it may, maybe it does. I, I don't know. I you know I don't know if Tim Miles ever ever had that conversation with with his guys. You know, I'm, I'm sure he wants to, but I bet but I would feel like in a program like that, you know, the assistants are dealing with a lot of those. You know problems well i think the one uh assistant coach um he's the older guy the shorter guy um yep. and and he kind of dresses not as uh right. disheveled as nick nolte does but still pretty disheveled um and i'm trying to look it up right now but he's kind of the uh the conscience of of you know he he's the one that says you don't want to get involved in dirty recruiting it's it's something that's hard to, for you to sleep with or however he he phrases that uh in that little scene there when they're when right. they're just throwing it out there about you know everybody's doing it why shouldn't we um and you know and then Marcus Johnson, former UCLA great NBA player, yep. and the other couple other guys, you know, they're they're kind of recruiters. But again, uh, you know, those are again things that should be cut off at the pass. But you only have an hour and forty five minutes to make the right. movie, and yep. and and they only have probably so many lines for for that. And you got to bring in, you know, sleazy happy, and you got to bring in oh. uh, Ed. By uh, by uh, on a sleaziness scale, happy is about a twelve on a ten point scale. He- that guy, whatever his actor name is, um, JT he, uh, Walsh. He 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 plays the he plays the scumbag in almost every single movie. I got I, I, I got to give that guy credit. Yeah. Actually, it's amazing. Uh, you know when when I I took play you know a one act play through through high school and every year they always they always cast me as a villain every, every time. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I couldn't ever figure out why that was, you know, but, 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 but I really enjoyed it. And, and man, I'm sure he, you know, he's just got to love being that guy in every movie. It's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'll be the bad guy again. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've been typecast, uh, typecast, yeah, yeah, typecast. yeah. yeah that's, uh. that's, 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 it's, it's weird. I mean, it, for four straight years, I was, I was that guy. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. Uh, well, I'm just going to start calling you Darth at this point, then. So yeah, that's that, that's it. Um, by the way, how uh, this is something I forgot to address this earlier. How bad? And again, you know, Shaq is Shaq, Penny's Penny. You know, uh, and, and Ricky Rowe is you know you know whoever Ricky Rowe is. You know, insert 
whatever. Right. You know, yep. the uh, Ricky Rowe, stretch four before stretch four became a name. Um, uh, but uh, how bad are they that they're kicking the crap? Or how bad are the current players at Western that those three guys are kicking the crap out of them in that little pickup three-on-three game? And they're wearing well, jeans and polo yeah, shirts? And polos. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, th- those would have been the guys come back from the year before. So, yeah, they probably would have been really – that team must have been not very, very competitive yeah. um, at that moment. The guys that are just coming out of high school are destroying them in sweatpants. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. But of course, that maybe that was they wanted to just build a movie up. Oh man, these guys are going to be great, 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 great. And uh, but you know, I, I think I've seen that at times. I, you know, I've, I've watched a little, I've watched little kids camp, and I can see a fourth grader, and it's like, wow, yeah, that that one's going to be good in about about five years. It's mm-hmm. going to be real good. Yep. Want to know more about a pen and a napkin and all the resources it offers? Go to apenandanapkin.com, a great resource for any coach at any level. In addition to our A Pen and a Napkin University video library options that are available to order, we have hundreds of pages of notes, from one-page handouts to book breakdowns to original coaching notes. We also have coaching links, a full catalog of every A Pen and a Napkin podcast, and ways to contribute to the growth of A Pen and a Napkin. Apenandanapkin.com is a coaching resource that will help you become a better coach. So, of course, we're, we're watching this movie, Scott, with kind of one eye on the entertainment value. But, you know, because we're coaches, because we're highly competitive people, we, we take a lot of things and like, okay, how can this help us win games? So how can, how can Blue Chips help uh, a coach? How can this film help a team win ball games well i don't know if if it helps a team win um as a coach i i to me i think it sells you that you have to stick with whatever your ideal is you know you 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 have to stick with that what you know whatever your program is um your your core beliefs um you you just got to keep those things going and you got to sell it to your entire program top to bottom assistant coaches everything um because when in this movie when pete doesn't do that you know when he when he moves away and you know starts 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 becoming this other guy yeah. you know um he just he just can't be a coach anymore he can't be the coach he wants to because it's just eating him up inside so i think we have to stick to our ideals whatever they are mm-hmm. um i think that one of the things uh, it, that that pete does do, and I think we all have to do this to a point uh, as coaches. Uh, we, we have to, you know, what's the, what's the old phrase here? And I'm probably going to butcher it, Scott. Uh, the players don't care how, about how much you know until they know how much you care. I think I got I'm that a, yeah, right. Yeah, it's very, and, very close, yep. And, and Pete's really, really hard on these kids, and he's really tough on them. But they, at least in the film, they basically say, hey, you know, you know, he he gets on Tony for failing TV, and they kind of have those inside jokes. And I think that there are times; it's just the nature of our job. There, there's uh, even if you have a great team, uh, there's times during the season where you need to be uh, kind of tough on your kids because you know that there's more there that you can draw out of, or you feel like that you can. But yet, you have to do it in kind of a, a humane way. You have to show them your human side, and and yep. and just kind of those inside jokes and things that happen within your team that you can kind of, you know, be goofing around with each other with, you know, and, and I think that's a, a way, a communication uh, avenue that you can have that will help make your team 
uh, as, as good as it can be. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I would say, you know, for all of us coaches that have been doing this for a long time, you know, the coaches that have coached for 20 years, I think that has to be, you know, one of your best, just natural things that comes to you. You know, you, you can't fake, uh, your ability to see a kid in the, in the hallway, you know, as a, as a, during the school day and be able to talk to him there and then be a different person, you know, put on this, this fake face at practice and then try to be this motivator in a game. You know, you have to be who you are uh-huh. and, uh, and yeah, cause cause kids will see right through it every mm-hmm. time, you know? Yeah. Um, as a Don Meyer disciple, I really liked if you saw in his opening, um, the opening scene, all the players have their notebooks out and they're writing stuff down. Yep, I'm like, yep. oh, there's some good Don Meyer for you right there, baby. I really like yep. that part of it too. Yeah, uh, there, to me, there, there's just a lot of lessons you can you know you can take from this. Uh, you know, so you know, kind of the core of this this thing is you know what happens if you cheat. You know, that's mm-hmm. and it, and you know, I I think there's ways that you know you can you can teach that to your kids if you if if you, if you start doing things wrong. You know, um, I do know a few programs in the state of Nebraska over our five day winter moratorium, you know, I, you know, those five days were supposed to take off, you know, yeah. take off and, and not do that. I, I know there's a few coaches who really sell that. Yeah. You know, we, we, we need to get someplace and you guys need to shoot around over that, over those five days. And, you know, you got, you got to rent a gym and do these things. And, and I've always just told myself, no, the kids that, that, that five days is, is there for the kids to be with their family and their grandma. And, you know, I, I'm not saying it's cheating, but uh, I think that five days off is a great thing, and I always try to give them those five days as much as I can. Yeah, I yeah, I think that there's there's bending. I I, I think there's finding right. some loopholes, uh, yep. but then there's just you know like you described. N- no, that you're defeating the purpose, and right. and and at that point in, in that like high school example. Um, so what you're really saying is it's more about you than it is about the kids when you do stuff right. like that. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there's there's what the rules are and then there's what the spirit of the rules are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think we have to realize sometimes why they were, you know, why they were created. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure kids now, you know, we're, we're going to have stories about kids who don't handle this the uh, name, image, and likeness stuff in college very well. I'm sure there's kids that are just embracing it. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure you know. And I'm, you probably as a you know as a college kid now, I probably have to have an agent to help you, you know, you know, navigate all this. But you know, big money for a college kid before there was this, it, it would have been difficult. You know, and I and I would hate to see a kid you know go down the wrong road, drugs, whatever that you know could possibly happen because of all that. And yeah. So you know, I, I think it's about. You know, I, I know those r- rules were there for a reason, and. You know, I sometimes think we just need to follow the spirit of the rule more than the rule itself. Yes, exactly. Uh, motivational grade, i.e., what what I mean by this category or this this discussion point, how motivated are you to go hoop or to go coach after watching this movie on a scale of A to F? For me, it's an A. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to start breaking down some film. I'm ready. You know, we're we're done with our summer stuff. Uh, basketball wise, uh, we got one more week of strength and conditioning for the summer. But you know, I, I'm watching this thinking, oh yeah, you know, I can't wait to till we get back to that. I'm every time I watch this movie, it's like, okay, let's get after it. We actually 
uh, my first year at Fort Calhoun uh, for our surprise day. And we were obviously this was during, you know, COVID was still really bad. Uh, vaccines were just coming out. So we were really limited as far as what we could do. We actually showed this movie uh, for, for a team bonding day. And we, we brought in a bunch of food and, and drinks and stuff. And we just sat in the media center and watched this movie as a film. And I don't think any of my kids had ever seen it and they really, really liked it. And it was, it was a good bonding experience for us. So, uh, but for me, it's an A. How about you, Scott? Oh, uh, you know, at times in the movie, it, it, it just, like I said, it makes me cringe, you know, motivational wise, you know, of, of just, you know, what could happen. Uh, but yet it's definitely an A because, even even the last, like I said, the last scene where he's just showing that kid, no, you want get your hand behind the ball and look how it's going to work. You know, I I think for all of us, you know, coaches, it's just you're you're just you're always ready to get back, ready to get back to work, get ready to get back to work. Whether it's um, you know you it's been during track season and you know you've tried to do some stuff with the young kids and all of a sudden you know that it's June and you can really get started and it's you have all these different different times you know where you could, where you can get going but yet you get you know, pull back sometimes, but yeah, his, his motivation of, of wanting to get after it, totally, it's an A. Yep, yep. MVP of the movie. MVP. MVP. Uh, uh, to me, it's uh, it's the it's the it's Nick Dolte's wife, Mary okay. McConnell. Okay. I I, I, I think she uh, I think she she puts the whole thing together and just lets us remember that you gotta you you got to keep true to yourself, you know, and, and when, when, when she says, look at me straight in the eye and tell me you didn't cheat. And, oh, and when t- he lied, that's tough. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, that's you, you sold your soul to the devil or in this case to happy. And, uh, so to me, she's the one that kind of brings it all together. Plus, you know, she, she tutors neon and, and, uh, so yeah, as a, I would give her the, uh, Oscar for the best supporting, best supporting role <laughs> for, 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 for that year, whatever it was, 1994. I would have, I would, I would vote for, I would vote for that. Yeah. She, uh, uh, I think she was nominated for Dances with Wolves, but I think this is probably her best performance. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, I had uh, I had Shaq. Uh, Shaq is my MVP. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Butch is asking for stuff, or Butch's mom is asking for stuff. Ricky, uh, Ricky Rowe is just you know oh, um, he he's he's playing the game hardcore. Uh, and, and Neon's just some, some dude, he didn't ask for anything, and then he goes out, and he's the dominant big man against Indiana, he has the big game, has 30 and 15, or whatever he ended up with, and, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, he's kind of the, uh, I don't know, the, the, there's a glimmer of hope that not every big time player needs this type of stuff in order to, to, to come to a school or however you'd like to phrase it. Um, so right. I gave my MVP to, 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 to Shaq. So, uh, Mary McDonnell and Shaq, uh, tie for this one. So, and, All right. <laughs> uh, last, last, last discussion point, last category here, overall grade, uh, put on your Siskel and Ebert hat here, Scott, uh, your overall grade, A, uh, A plus to an F. What are we giving Blue Chips? Uh, the official, the the first episode of the film room here. What are we giving this basketball classic? Well, there's there's a couple different ways. Are you know are 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 we uh, labeling it is in the phrase of all movie, movies I've ever watched or just all basketball movies I've ever watched? I guess that's the that's the that's the question there. Oh, see, because, these are these are big questions I did not anticipate having to answer when I came up with this half-brained idea. But uh, but, but to be honest, as far as far as basketball, I mean, I it's it's probably right there. I mean, 
when I when I really need you know if if I need to get my fix, I'll watch I'll watch Hoosiers. That is my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I if I was going to rate them, you know, one to ten, but this probably would be two in my in my opinion. You know, right behind right behind Hoosiers. Just and even though Hoosiers is completely, it's 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 not even realistic in a lot in a lot of cases. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, sure. the premise is. And this is this is this movie's way more true to form. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that one that one still just gets me a little more motivated. Sure. Uh, but but this one, you know, if if that one's an A plus, then this is an A. Uh huh. I I I'm gonna go with a, a solid A. Um, it, it's such a guilty pleasure. Uh, yes. I I was watching it with my daughter the other day, getting ready for this, and you know, and she's like, ah. Oh, that coach isn't very nice. I, mean, I know he's not. Yes, you know. Uh, yep. Uh, but you know she. You know, but uh, you know the the action sequences, the basketball footage is great. Yes. Uh, the sideline banner, the huddles, the realism of it. Obviously, the uh, like we've talked about the uh, the exaggeration of of how easily happy made this work. Um, yep. You know, uh, there's there's many many plot plot holes in this film but i don't care i don't care oh, it's glorious care it is glorious yep. and um i i just think it's i just think it's awesome so uh anything else coach yeah, scott Plachek on the 1994 classic blue chips i don't know how it was uh, rated in rotten tomatoes but i sure like it <laughs> i think uh, oh i was actually looking that up um you know, it, it actually didn't make it, it lost money at the box office. Um, I did see that. Uh, it was a thirty-five million dollar budget and only made like twenty-seven or twenty-eight million dollars overall. So it went underwater well, like, as a movie. I, I I can completely understand that because, like I said, I, I think it's I think the thing is totally geared for us. You know, yes. I, I'm not I'm not sure if generic person going to the movies, you know, if they say, oh, let's go see Blue Chips, they'd probably be disappointed. You yes. know, but if but if you're a person that understands basketball. Um, and just all the different aspects of it, I think I think it just hits it all home. So that's why that's why it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely like all the films we're going to be talking about here in the film room. It's a niche movie. It's 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 a something that yes, you know, is. dorks like you and I are really really into, and it's kind of hard to to make that crossover to the mainstream of of okay, would. Uh, in 1994, if I was going to take a girl out to to a date, would she really want to go to Blue Chips with me? I'd be happy. She that would probably be you know the end of the dating experience with with her because she'd be like, "This is what you're going to take me to." So I totally get that as well. Completely. Well, it also it also it also depends if the girl was. It depends what her role was. If she was the point guard on the on the high school team, she probably enjoyed it very well. Yeah, so. that's true. That is true. So. Uh, for me to convince any girl to go out on a date with me. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah I'm sure I'm sure it was a challenge. Yeah, oh yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So. <laughs> and we'll end on that, Scott. We'll end on yeah, that. Perfect. Uh Scott Palachek, head girls basketball. Whoa, head girls basketball coach at uh Howells Dodge High School. Episode one of the film room here. Uh Scott, thanks so much for coming on. I hope you had fun talking about this classic movie. Oh man, it's 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 the best way to spend over an hour talking to you on these podcasts, buddy. Uh, you do a great job. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said at the beginning, or if I didn't say at the beginning, uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go ten parts on this, uh, five films, and then five documentaries. I got a wide variety of people uh, that are gonna come and and 
chat on these. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do uh, is to just talk about uh, these different things and, and different categories and, and different topics and discussion points. So, uh, Scott, thanks again for coming on uh, this morning. I, I hope folks enjoyed this. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun with this series. If you've got any uh, questions, comments, or especially suggestions or ideas to add to this after we drop all of these, uh, please let me know, and I, and I hope you enjoy it. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.